Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This week's episode is going to be a quick one and a little bit different. I have had a really busy week this week doing interviews for my new music video release and I am super excited that it is finally out for all of you to see, but that also meant I didn't get to have a guest come on. However, God has been speaking to me about some things that I really wanted to share with you and this week we are going to be talking about anger, the good kind. You see, our society villainizes anger a lot. I have noticed that anger is considered a negative emotion. People constantly say, don't be angry, don't get angry, or I shouldn't be angry, but but the reality is that anger is actually a very healthy emotion. You know, God got angry. We have a full spectrum of emotions for a reason, and they all serve a different purpose. Sadness might feel like a heavier emotion, but sadness serves a purpose to grieve loss and when we don't allow ourselves to flow through that feeling then often we get trauma stuck well anger serves a purpose as well obviously joy happiness well joy isn't really a feeling joy is what comes from the lord but happiness is a feeling that's what we all want to be all the time but life goes through cycles and we get to experience a full range of emotions we were made in the image of god And God experiences a full range of emotions as well. So anger actually serves a very important purpose. Anger is a directional emotion. Anger is an energizing emotion. And anger's purpose is to show you if something is wrong that needs to be changed. Or if you are in a place or situation where you no longer belong and you need to leave. So anger is a directional emotion and it's extremely important. When we shove down anger, not only are we not listening to what anger has to tell us and its wisdom, but we are also causing anger to be something that is no longer healthy. I have noticed that this has been a really major attack on people in general, but I have noticed this as being a real attack on men. I feel like men's voices have been shut down a lot because they're told they can't be angry or they can't get upset about something or be aggressive. There's so much emasculation going on societally. We need men. We need strong men. And we need anger at the things that are not right. We just need it done in a healthy manner. That goes for men and women. I just felt like I needed to say that because God had given me a word for some men a couple weeks ago just because I felt like there was this attack on their voices, like they weren't allowed to be angry at injustice and the things that were wrong and stand up. And I felt the need to say, God is giving you permission. Your voice will not be silenced and your anger has a purpose. So I'm giving you the same permission now, but don't jump off here just yet. We have to talk about what healthy anger looks like and how to embrace anger as the healthy agent of change that it is meant to be. So I want to read a little bit of my book to you because I have a chapter that specifically deals with anger and what 
healthy anger looks like. So I'm going to read just a part of this chapter to you. This is from my book, Learning to Believe Again, 30 Days to Finding Hope, Faith, and Comfort in God's Truth. I could probably tell you more, but I'm sure that I wrote it more fluidly in the book. So I'm just going to read a little snippet. Have you ever felt the flame of anger rising up in your chest, burning there like an energy that needs to escape? I'm not talking about the anger that lashes out or loses its temper. I don't mean anger over disappointment or a perceived slight. I'm talking about that anger that slowly burns and grows as the gasoline of love and injustice fuels its flames. The kind of anger that is fueled by disgust over the good things of God being twisted and perverted. This is not a hot temper. This is a righteous anger that energizes you to preparation and action. It gives you a deep desire to make things right and restore what's lost in whatever capacity you can. How many of us grow up in the church or just in life believing that anger is bad, that anger is destructive and causes sin? Well, there is a compulsive, arrogant rage that is not healthy. There is also a very righteous and godly rage, a righteous anger. There are many times that God gets angry with his people in scripture. Even Jesus gets angry with people and calls them out and rebukes them. The difference is that God's anger comes from obvious injustice and sin against him. He gets angry when his people are being persecuted and mistreated. He gets angry at abuse and greed. And he gets angry when people raise things above him in idolatry. God gets angry when something he meant for good gets twisted into something used for harm. And he expects anger against these things as well. Scripture goes as far as saying we are to remove these evil people from among us. That's in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 5.13. In Ephesians 4.26, we are actually commanded to be angry, but do not sin. So, I just want to pause for a second from reading and talk about this a little bit. God gets angry at obvious injustice and sin. Jesus even got angry. I'm not sure if you remember the story of Jesus going into the temple and finding people using his temple or using God's temple for trading, but he gets so angry that he throws tables and tells them to get out of the house of God, that they have turned the house of God into a den of thieves. So Jesus obviously gets angry and he expresses that anger, which causes a radical shift and it chases what he deems to be thieves out of God's temple. Now I'm not telling you to go throw tables, but what I am saying is obviously anger serves a purpose. So back to the book, what does it mean to be angry and not sin? What is the difference between godly, righteous rage, godly, righteous anger, and sinful anger? We have it ingrained in us by society and most churches to believe that anger is bad, evil, and an unhealthy emotion. But the truth is that anger is both healthy and godly when it is anger in its purest form. Anger about injustice and sin. Anger gets distorted often by sinful hearts into bitterness which destroys the holder, and revenge, which causes damage and chaos unless it is reserved for the Lord. But those things are not pure anger. 
They're what happened to anger when we don't use it for godly purposes or give it over to God. So pausing a second from the book again. That's what happens when we shove anger down. When we don't look at anger as the directional marker that it is meant to be, to give us guidance and wisdom for changes that are necessary in our lives, when we shove it down, it becomes other things. It becomes rage, which can lash out in a temper and be violent. It becomes bitterness, which hurts the person that carries it and other people potentially. It becomes resentment, which again is like a poison to the person who carries it. And it can become vengeance, which is violence towards other people. Now we know that vengeance only belongs to God, but that isn't anger when you first have it. That's anger when it's been shoved down, set aside, and not dealt with. Godly anger is not about insisting on your own way and getting offended when you don't get what you want. It isn't the frustration you feel when someone runs late, doesn't call back right away, or doesn't do what you hope they will. Godly anger is anger at sin, true sin, sin against people that either harms the innocent or keeps the offender and innocent trapped in slavery. Sin is the perversion of things that God made to be good, twisting them into evil. It takes what is meant to be holy and distorts it into something painful, wrong, and entrapping. It takes things like marriage, which was meant to be holy and good, and distorts it through abuse, perverting what God intended for good with sin. We should be horrified and enraged at these things. You see, godly anger is driven and fed by love, not ego, pure love. It is the anger you experience when a child is attacked and the pain for them rises up in your chest and causes you to get protective. Righteous anger is fueled by love and a desire to see broken people healed and whole. Righteous anger is a desire to see the persecuted and harmed healed and receiving justice. And it's a desire to see the lost turn from their sin and become saved. With true godly anger, there is both love and sadness at the need for punishment. God desires for everyone to be saved, and we are called to be slow to anger, meaning we're not supposed to get angry at every perceived slight. God is patient with us, so we are to be patient with others not lashing out. We don't want to lash out at people but we do want to confront sin. Anger has a purpose in its pure form. Anger's purpose is to drive us into action to stop sin. It's also to take us off of paths that we do not belong in, to take us out of situations that are not healthy or right, and to get us out of abusive situations that we may be in ourselves. Back to the book. So how do we do this? How do we let anger direct us? It says in Matthew 18, 15 to 17, that when someone has sinned against us, we are to go to them in private, rebuke them of the sin, and give them the chance to repent. If they do not repent from their ways, we are to get others in the community involved to help them see the error of their ways and their sin and try to save them. However, if even this does not work, we are to cut them out of the community. That's 1 Corinthians 5.13. 
It specifically states that we are supposed to remove the evil people from among us. We are not to put up with evil and sin, but we are to get angry at it, to take action and remove it from our midst. Anger, anger serves a purpose. Anger can show us when there is unrighteousness and we are in need of a change. It energizes us to take the steps needed to make healthy changes in our own lives by removing toxic people and making changes in the world, by standing up for those who do not or cannot stand up for themselves. It also teaches that if we struggle to stop sin on our own in private, it is time to get the community involved to support you in stopping the sin or removing the evil from your community. We are called to be angry and to not sin. So here's what you have to do. Well, you don't have to do anything, but here's what I recommend doing. The next time you feel angry, ask yourself, where is this anger coming from? Is it anger bred from my ego as a perceived slight? Sometimes, you know, we haven't eaten and that can cause little extra frustration, things like that. I'm ad-libbing on this book right now. I'm not just talking from the book, but you know, I'm just giving examples. You know, someone says something and we get annoyed because we're hungry or tired. That's not necessarily righteous anger. You know, someone, maybe they smack their lips while they're eating food. Obviously getting angry at that is not righteous anger. And we don't want to just jump to an angry conclusion if we don't hear back from a friend right away or we're not able to talk through something. However, we do want to make sure that we recognize when real anger is happening. So, back to the questions here. Is it anger bred from my ego as a perceived slight? Or is this anger coming from love and a desire for healing, restoration, and goodness? Another question to ask is, is this anger showing me that there is a change that needs to happen? Is it pointing me to unhappiness in an area of my life that needs to be shifted, that I need to get out of, or that needs to have a mega change? Because remember, anger is an energizing emotion that helps us make those changes. If your anger comes from love and protectiveness, it is a righteous anger and it deserves to be acknowledged and then have action taken, changes made. So maybe there is a place in your life that you're unhappy. Maybe there is a relationship in your life that hasn't been working and there's been a lot of disrespect and maybe that disrespect has been pushed down over time and there is an anger there. That anger is a directional marker. That anger is a signpost telling you that you need to make a change. It's telling you that it's time to go in a different direction. It's time to face something, to make a change, and to bring the shift that is really needed. Now, I don't mean go out and seek revenge. Vengeance is the Lord's alone. It says that in Romans 12, 19 to 21. However, take action to remove the evil from among you. Rebuke it. Try to bring reconciliation if you can or if you should. Not every situation should have reconciliation. Abusive situations need full separation. You do not need to ever be subject to abuse. But 
if there's something where someone in the community has done something wrong or they are doing something wrong and they do choose to repent and completely change that unhealthy and evil behavior, then yes, there is a chance for reconciliation. And you know what? Sometimes there have been abuse or other problems going on that caused breaches in other relationships or areas in your life, and those areas need reconciliation or restoration. So remove the evil from among you, rebuke it, and try to bring reconciliation. Don't be afraid to get others in the community involved to help if you are unable to put a stop to it yourself. So maybe you are angry at somebody's behavior towards you. It's okay to get other people involved. Abusive people have a tendency to not want anyone else to know. Well, they, they never want anyone else to know that they are being abusive. But isolation is one of the main ways that they abuse. And the best thing that you can do for yourself if you are experiencing it is to not isolate yourself and not allow them to isolate you. Get someone else that is a safe person involved. Get community involved. Reach out for help. Same goes if you see abuse happening to other people or unhealthy, toxic behavior happening in a group and you have to reach out to leadership to get involved. There are times that that's okay, but you should always, if there is a safe way to do this, only if there's a safe way to do this. You should always try to go to the person first yourself. If there's not a safe place way to do that, go to one other person that you trust to speak to first. So don't be afraid to get others in the community involved to help you if you're unable to put a stop to it yourself. And don't be afraid to get others involved if you need to make a change in your life that's hard and you need support and you need accountability. Allow others to help you with that and walk with you in it. And finally, Remove any evil from your midst if real remorse and change does not occur. So when something or someone is continuing to act inappropriately, you need to remove them from your life or remove yourself from theirs. It's so important to separate ourselves from the things that are not good, that are not healthy, and that are toxic. We all have feelings for a reason. They are God-given and they are to inform us of what our soul is crying out for, what we need. Embrace your anger as an agent of healthy change and seek God to follow through. So if you have been dealing with anger, seek God, search yourself, ask the questions that we talked about. Where is this coming from? Is it pointing to a change that is needed in my life? Anger is so directional. It is a directional emotion. It's supposed to give us wisdom and guidance for changes that need to be made. So we have to listen to that because when we don't, well, we don't have to listen, but there are consequences to not listening and taking action. When we don't, it gets shoved down and it becomes something that is then harmful to us or others. And that is what is not okay. Anger itself is healthy. Anger itself is a directional emotion. Anger itself can create healthy change, but we don't want it to turn into bitterness. We don't want it to turn into resentment and we don't want it to turn into rage or violence or vengeance. We want it to do what it's supposed to do, to get us out of unhealthy situations, to make healthy change in society and in the world and to stand up for people. So ask those questions. Where is it coming from? How can I make changes that are necessary? Is there a change that I need to make specifically in my life or people or a scenario that I need to separate myself from? 
Is there a cause that I can stand up for on behalf of someone else who can't stand up for themselves? Then we seek God. Lord, how would you have me deal with this? How would you have me do this? And we take steps to do it. But remember, we are to be angry and take action, but do not sin. So we don't want to take violent action and we don't need to be nasty people in the process. We don't need to attack anyone. We do want to speak the truth. We do want to speak the truth. And sometimes truths can be harsh, but we can do that without verbally assaulting, swearing, or doing anything like that. So we do want to speak the truth. I am going to give you a few scripture references, and then I'm going to close us out here. 2 Kings 17, 18, it says, Because the Lord was very angry with Israel, he swept them away from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained in the land. So God knows that there are times that people need to be removed, and he needed to remove those people from his presence because he was angry. But the tribe of Judah remained because they were righteous, and they were not causing the Lord anger. So God gives us, right there in scripture, an example of what we need to do when we are experiencing a lot of anger. Proverbs 6, 16 to 20 says, There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. So there are things here that the Lord hates because they are evil. We are actually called to hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Anger can point to things that are going on around us or in our lives that are evil and need to be totally rebuked and not tolerated or that we need to remove from our lives or remove ourselves from. And then in Ephesians 4.26, like we already said, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So this really speaks to not allowing anger to sit and fester where it can become bitterness and other things. Romans 1.18 says, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So one of the things that anger does is bring forth the truth. Anger fights against lies, but it brings forth the truth. So I just want to encourage you with that today. I see this happen a lot where people feel like they aren't allowed to be angry, so their anger turns into other things. And sometimes it turns into depression because it gets turned against the person who carries it. Other times it turns into aggression and violence, which gets turned against others. And sometimes it just turns into bitterness and resentment, which can actually cause physical illness in someone's body. But anger is so healthy. We want to use anger and embrace anger for the good change that it can bring both to our own lives and to the world. So if you are angry, do not sin, but let that anger guide you into the healthy change that needs to be made in your life and take time to process that with the Lord. I hope that this blessed you today. I know it was a little bit different, We are going to get back to some scheduled interviews soon. I just wasn't able to do an interview with anyone this week, but I am excited to have some more guests on soon with some really powerful stories. If you do want to get my book um, to read more yourself, it's called Learning to Believe Again, 30 Days to Finding Hope, Faith, and Comfort in God's Truth by Brittany Bexton. That's me, but you know that. 
And if you have not yet seen my music video, which just came out on Friday for Believe Again, which happens to be the theme song for this podcast, please head on over to YouTube and check it out. I would love to hear what you think. I hope you all have a blessed day and I will talk to you next week. Where do you begin? When you're